Card Games TV podcast. So, speed of the game, especially competitively, something I noticed that happens a lot, especially I see people complain about, like in their, uh, you know, on their podcast or, you know, they make YouTube videos about it, about uh, time and, uh, you know, issues with, with competitive play, which is, you know, understandable. And it is important to speak on, right? Um, so there's a problem, right? You know, time being an issue, being a factor. What's interesting is, as a competitive player, now I can say I'm a competitive player. I still am competitive casual, but you get my point. Um, I'm in a couple hours from now. In the afternoon, I'll be going to a, hopefully, this is going to be a Mother's Day Dragon Ball Super event which I've been helping to promote to try to get people to go because if people don't go then the events won't happen and I will suck <laughs> considering the fact that I've been looking forward to it and I want more opportunities to play in a competitive setting or at least in a tournament style setting and ultimately I just want to be able to play you know what I mean I spend time and money on cards I would like to be able to play with them and meet new people and just have third and all that good stuff that everybody else gets to enjoy I want to enjoy too I want to I want to play against other people, meet people, hang out with people. So, I understand, you know, you know, some people's issues with how competitive play is um, set up and how different issues, especially like stuff with time rules, you know, slow play being an issue, and that's understandable, slow play being an issue because you're literally playing with it a certain time frame. So the fact that your opponent can probably waste 10 to 15 minutes on their turn, which essentially is one whole entire game, right? That's one game, right? And you're trying to play best two out of three, especially if you're playing best two out of three. And the fact that your opponent could, could potentially not, I mean, it's rare for somebody to literally take 15 minutes for their turn, but can it happen? Yes, it can. And that creates, obviously, issues. So the problem is, is some people taking longer, uh, taking longer on their turns than the other person, and that creates an imbalance. Right, because depending on the the situation, the state of the game, depending on life points, especially when we determine who wins uh, based off uh, who has more life at the end of the at the at the end of the round, um, that can create an issue when somebody, you know, did their best to maintain a higher life count, and then they're the ones taking forever on their turns, making the making the you know the time run out. So that way they could win that way. And that becomes an issue. When people are trying to turn that into a win con. Stalling for time as they say. So that's an issue right. More reason why we need to have. Have it where everybody. Every turn has time limit itself. That way somebody can't. Abuse that. Somebody can't take. You know five minutes per turn. Which means in three turns they wasted 15 minutes of the game. In 15 minutes, you could have had like seven turns. Seven turns could have passed in 15 minutes. But you literally had somebody, you know, spend fit, uh, only have three turns in those 15 minutes. Which usually will let their opponent only have like two turns. And that's unfortunate. When you're restricting how many, how many chances your opponent has to make plays and decisions and even have a turn just based off of how long you take in your turn. So that's important. Um... 
so more reason why we need when people are setting up competitive play right it needs to be set up properly like competitive play not set up like casual play like here you have 45 minutes per round type shit have fun or 60 minutes per round have fun and then just trust that everything will work out evenly fairly and so like nah <laughs> right nah there's chances for you know douchebaggery cheating or just something that's just not cheating per se but it's just the, it, it doesn't help the, the competitive scene so this is probably what the podcast is about i wanted to point out this factor that i noticed that a lot of players have habit of playing certain cards that i don't play and the reason i don't play these types of cards is because it slows the game down for example one drops that let you look at the top seven or top five cards of your deck to try to add a card and then shuffle the cards back have your opponent cut the deck then put the deck back then try to make another decision decide if you're going to play something else and let's say you play another card another one drop that lets you search the top five so you're doing that same action again and again you're adding so many steps you're sp you're, you're spending so much time just trying to get two extra cards on top of the fact that you just played two cards so you play two cards and you're trying to get two more cards well you could just play stuff that just play it draw play draw that's why i would rather play cards where i play it in my draw i'd rather play cards that draw than to play cards that try to search things out unless what you're playing searches out your ultimate or something there's no reason for you to be playing stuff that's <laughs> that creates a problem Um, you know, so stuff like that, like you're literally playing cards to try to go get some other cards and that takes too many extra actions, right? And not only you have to, uh, you know, look at the top, you know, number, depending on the number you have to look through and then pick the, <laughs> then you have to try to decide. That's another thing. It takes time when you're looking at the cards, you have all these cards you could choose from. You're looking through, through the cards. Let's say you, you picked up seven cards. You're looking through them, trying to decide which one you should, you should grab. Then you look at your hand, try to see, okay, which one do I need? So those extra thoughts, extra steps, the fact that you have to think more. You don't have to think to draw. You just grab the card and add it to your hand, that's it, and keep it moving. But when you have to look at the top of seven cards of your deck, or five cards, for example, and then try to decide what you're going to grab, then grab it, then shuffle your deck, then hand your deck to your opponent so they can cut, then they give it back and you put it back in your deck area and then you go try to do another you know another move and let's say you play something else let's say you play a battle card to search then you play an extra card to search so now you're wasting a lot of time a lot of time to do those actions you can only imagine like let's say it takes 30 seconds for each of those actions for each of the, just for you to search just for playing a one drop you know so if you do and if you do it twice you wasted a whole minute just to search, just to try to add cards to your hands. When you could just draw, you use a whole bunch of draw effects. That way you make a play, you draw. Swing with the leader, draw. Play a super combo, draw, and just simplify it that way. That should be the mindset of a competitive player is everything is faster. You shouldn't want things to waste time. You shouldn't be doing things that waste time, things that take time. Then there's, you know, combos like, oh, I have this chain. Granted, if it's your win con, then then it's okay if it takes 
a lot of steps like cell chain or something, right? Where it's like, oh, I play this and he responds. Okay, I activate this effect. I attach this and he responds. Okay, I do this. I do. That makes sense because when you're done that, <laughs> you know, that train, it, you should be going for game and the game should be over right there and then. So that's fine if it takes time for you to perform that win con. But it shouldn't, it shouldn't take a lot of time to perform basic actions. Like trying to add another card to your hand and just draw. Just play a whole bunch of cards that draw. A lot of my unisons have draw effects. So I just play them, activate their effect to draw, and draw. And that's it. And just leave it that way. Swing with my leader. Attack, right? Draw. Play some more cards. Attack. End my turn. That's it. That's all I should be doing on my turns, right? Draw. Charge. Play something. Draw. 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 Attack, attack, attack. End my turn. That's how competitive play should be. That's how straightforward and simple it should be. Shouldn't be adding all these extra effing steps that a lot of people I notice tend to do is add all this extra stuff. The delivery play one drops that searches out a unison or a battle card or this or that. Oh, uh, this let me search a super con. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's cute and all, but that's not necessary. You can get all those cards just by drawing cards. So if you make sure your deck draws, you don't have to search for shit because you're going to draw them anyway. Make sure when you mulligan your first hand, you mulligan to get the cards you need anyway. If you need super combos, make sure you mulligan so you can guarantee one or two super combos in your opening hand. Why are you wasting time trying to search them out through card effects? You know what I'm saying? So you're wasting time is what I'm saying. So if you're a competitive player, you shouldn't be playing cards that take long to finish their things. Especially when you know you, when you play competitively, you're playing with time. When you're playing casually, hey, do you. If it takes 10 turns for you to win the game because you're playing Beerus, you know, a leader, and you need 16 energy, and you're ramping, you're taking long just to try to use the win con, fine. Casually, you can do that. But competitively, don't do that. Don't play a deck that requires shit tons of turns for you to even try to win. It's one thing if for some reason it takes long for, for the match to finish, and then you end up winning because, you know, you have a win con you could take advantage of, like, on turn 10 or something. But if your whole strategy is to try to get to turn 10 to try to win, don't play that game that deck competitively. Play that casually. Play something faster. You should be trying to win faster anyway. Your goal should be to win. Why wouldn't you want to win faster? Winning slower makes no sense. You're giving your opponent more opportunities for them to win anyway if you take a strategy that takes long to, to win with, to play with. So stop playing stuff that's that takes too long to resolve. I try not to play counterplays because, you know, I don't want to go into too many steps. I don't want to, like, my opponent plays a counter play, and then I'm like, okay, well, since you play your counterplay, I'm going to counter-counter, and then just, you know, trying to create a, uh, you know, a chain, and they'll be like, well, I counter your counter. I counter-counter you, like, oh, damn it. All these, you know, then you create a Yu-Gi-Oh type of scenario. Where it's like, I respond, you respond, I respond, you respond. And then we're trying to figure out how to resolve it. Right? When I'd rather just like, okay, I play something. And if my opponent plays the counterplay, it's like, all right, you got it. That resolves. Let's move on to the next step. I'm not trying to add any extra steps unnecessary to my turns. I'm trying to simplify things. Right? When it comes to defense, I'm just either going to take the hit, out combo the hit, block the hit or negate the hit and that's it i'm not going to try to add anything extra anything fancy to that i'm not going to even you know waste try to waste time with like a battle trick or something right 
you know. Granted, if you like to do that stuff like a rival battle tricks or play an extra card battle trick, hey, you know, to each their own. It's just that you are adding extra steps when it should just be as simple as your opponent is trying to swing for game, negate it, block it, or take it, or out combo it. Simplify it. I like to make things simple because it's better that way. It's better to make things simple so you don't have to put too much effort into doing things. Right? You want to simplify and make everything just function a specific way. Instead of me trying to add all these extra things. Just because the creators of the game add these extra abilities like, you know, active battle abilities and stuff like that, arrival abilities, doesn't mean you have to use them. You could choose not to use them just to keep the game nice and simple and straightforward for you. If you want to add the complexity, right, add these extra little interactions, that's on you. Just understand you're just adding more steps, which means more time, right? These steps require time. These steps are not free, right? These steps require time and you're just wasting time. If that's your goal, hey, teach them. You do you. I'm not responsible for your actions, but I'm just saying, if you're one of the people that's complaining that, you know, matches, uh, are not long enough first and foremost look at yourself and see are you playing the game in a slow way are you playing a slow deck well that is already going to create a problem when it comes to time because the deck is slow so it's going to take a time if your deck is a turn six deck right where it's like turn six or turn seven you know like for me i you know i play my zamasu deck and you know and you know turning the tides right turn seven that's if I don't ramp, which I did incorporate a little bit of ramp into the deck to try to play turn six instead, some, or at least maybe turn five if I'm if I'm lucky. So I'm trying to speed my deck up because I know my deck is a little bit slower, right? It's it's win con takes you know a lot longer. So even though I'm saying don't play a slow deck and I'm technically playing a slow deck, the thing is I'm at least trying to speed it up, which is you know the advice I'm trying to give is like if your deck is slow, try to speed it up. If you can't speed it up, then don't play it. Since I can speed up my Zamasu deck, that's why I'm still playing it, and I and I, and I added the, the the ability to speed it up, right? And you know I have a lot of draw effects in there. You know I have a lot of defense, <laughs> obviously, right? But I have a lot of draw effects. I'm incorporating the ability to put cards back into the deck, or at least I should say I put more cards that do that. I already have some cards that can do it. But now I'm at now I added a little bit more, and um, <coughs> sorry, I also added the ability to play for my you know graveyard as well with my um, Frieza Universe Seven United. So I brought that back. So that has you know that has barriers twenty k, right? And it's a blocker, so I can use it offensively and defensively. And with enough energy, if I have six energy, I could bring two of them back, and you know that with a Unison Plus Elite, that's four swings right there. That, that should be that's potential game right there under the right conditions. Especially, it's really awesome if I enter 17 turn in the ties, right? And let's say I don't win that turn, my opponent was able to survive. Then on the next turn, you know, let's say somehow they managed to like break my board or something. Um, on the following turn, if I have, um, you know, um, if I have them in the, if I have two uh, freezes in the drop for six energy, I could bring them back and right there, that's two attacks. That I can use along with my leader, and if I start my use, and then that's four attacks. So that's something that you know that I'm thinking about. So it's like, yeah, might as well bring that back. Because in my older Zamasu builds, not the one that I recently used, um, did have uh, Frieza, 
Um, but I'm, I was trying something different, so that's why I didn't have those. I didn't have them. Um, but of course, they would have came in handy. <laughs> so put them back and ramp. So I took away ramp. I took away Frieza from the original, from the other build. Um, and then now it's like, okay, time to put them back because they're useful. So now I'm going back. The funny thing is the other build was a ramp build, but it didn't ramp to the things to help me ramp. Right? Because it was based off of ramping, but since it ramps with my, my deck and my deck becomes my life with the leaner, it is a bit of a contradiction. It works if you if you if you if you defend hard enough, but if you're in a situation where you're not defending hard enough, um then yeah, it it, it gets hard to ramp because by ramping you're essentially losing life technically. So hey, it was a fun strategy nonetheless. Um and it, it was working out pretty well. But I am now streaming it right simplifying it, trying to reduce um, certain needs for certain steps, certain cards, and just trying to streamline it a little bit more and just focus on one strategy instead of having like a couple of different strategies in the deck. I'm just trying to go back to a more basic build, more basic strategy. Um, what else? Um, but like I say, speed the, the game up. To me, people are trying to, you know, just use a whole bunch of cool effects because it can it's like oh this lets me search and then this lets me uh, uh, uh evolve on top and this lets me do this and this lets me do that and then when i evolve i draw the cards and it's like that's cool and all but you had a but you had to search and shuffle and cut and then uh, auto then draw then do this and do that and if you play something that makes you you know uh look in your deck again it's like every time you look in your deck you're just adding more you're, you're wasting more time is what I'm saying. Wasting more time when you're constantly going back back and forth with your deck. You want to reduce how many times you search. If if you really, really, really need to search something, that's fine. That's understandable. Especially if it's a very important piece. Maybe it's your win con. That is fine. Search out your win con. <coughs> search out your win con. But if it's just to search out basic ass shit like super combos or just another random battle card and it's like oh my god you didn't need to do that you could have just played cards to draw and you could have drew just any any card could have even even have drawn your super combo you didn't need to try to search them out specifically so just point out that you could speed things up since you have more control of yourself than you have control of anyone else who's playing the game you should try to play faster right practice to make sure that you 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 mulligan faster right you already know what to mulligan before you mulligan instead of looking at your hand like, what should I mulligan? You should already know how to mulligan. I typically just mulligan uh, my, my negates away because I don't need them like on the first two turns um, of a game. With my Samasal deck, pretty much I don't need defense for the first, what, four or five turns of the game. So I, I, I easily just mulligan my negates away and, you know, try to get some stuff that I could play, preferably my unisons, obviously battle cards you know that i could put on board and start swinging because the goal is to just take my opponent down to you know to you know to zero life right so start applying pressure early game and then mid to late game that's when you start you know being more defensive keep some energy up play your negate you know all that good stuff and just hold out try to you know get that extra turn so you can swing for game but make sure that what you're doing is trying to make the game last longer so you can swing for game so you can keep swinging at your opponent keep trying to end the game it shouldn't be 
taking all this extra time just to try to search shit. Just to try to just to try to play something that might not even do anything. It's like, oh, I do this chain and I'm evolving, you know, from my deck, you know, doing Union Absorb and I'm evolving some things like, all right, that's cool and all, but are you going to do anything? Are you going to go for game with that? No. Well, that was a waste of time. And that's the point is you're wasting time with all these extra unnecessary actions. <clears throat> Make sure that when you're doing something, it has a purpose. And the purpose for me is always to deal damage. So you better be, whatever you do better be for the purpose of dealing damage. For the purpose of winning the game. It shouldn't be just to put something on the board. Just just because it looks cool to play some like big 7 drop on turn 4. But it, the 7 drop doesn't even do much. It's like, damn, it doesn't even do much. Wait, you went through all that trouble just to play a dropper? Uh, a blocker? That's it? <laughs> okay. Uh, there, there's way cheaper blockers you could play if you really need a blocker, right? That's nothing. If I was to play one drops or play one drops to draw or one drop blockers because them blocking attacks, right? Them letting me survive a turn, right? Would increase my chances of getting another turn, which means I would draw when I get that other turn. So I'm already going to get cards next turn. That's when I'm a leader, draw, right? So I'm already going to be drawing, right? A blocker that lets you draw and it's a blocker that's that's double love right there that makes everything simpler because it's a blocker and it draws so you definitely want blockers to draw um, blockers with barrier are always good obviously <laughs> those are pretty much guaranteed defense unless your opponent plays something that ignores barrier but other than that that's that's the route you should be going as a competitive player you should be thinking about simple things like that like using blockers as a form of draw because since you're stalling right you're preventing yourself from losing you're guaranteed you get an extra turn so you're going to draw for your turn you're going to draw for your leader swings right you're going to draw for maybe you have a battle card that draws when it attacks stuff like that so you're already going to i already play a, a one drop that draws or two drop or three drop that draws when it attacks or just when you play then for you to play freaking search cards that's what i'm trying to say just play stuff that draws play a whole bunch of them and just keep the game moving forward and faster stop slowing the game down by literally playing unnecessary shirt search cards because a lot of times y'all end up searching stuff to searches like you play a one drop it's like oh got no targets here except this one drop which lets me search again okay play it and try to search again <laughs> like there's all these unnecessary actions a lot of times you end up because uh, especially it's funny when you play something that searches and all this searching is something that draws it's like you could have just played something that draws for the in the first place. Why are you searching out something that draws? And then you're going to play that thing to try to draw. And it's like, you could have just played stuff that draws only and it make your life simpler. Because you're more likely going to draw the stuff that draws anyway. So once you play, you draw more and just simplify that action. The fact that you have to search, shuffle, cut, right? Put the deck back and then play something that draws and then draw is like, too many unnecessary actions that's the thing y'all making the game harder than it needs to be and that's another factor making the game harder right making the game seem more complicated than it really is <sighs> i'm not against making the game hard for your opponent you should always make it harder for your opponent obviously make the game hard for your opponent but easier for yourself so if you're one of the people that's complaining that the the, the, the matches are not long enough 
first and foremost, look at yourself. Look at what you're doing. Look at your deck. Are you playing the fastest deck you could possibly play? If the answer is no, then you're part of the problem. You can't be complaining that there's not enough time to play when you're playing a slow strategy in the first place. You're not exactly, you know, Speedy Gonzalez. You're not exactly the fastest <laughs> player alive. So maybe you might want to look at yourself first, right? Make sure that you're not part of the problem, first and foremost. Just like I try not to be part of a problem when I play the game. I try to be as fast as possible, right? Especially in real life, it's a little bit easier. Un Untap is really hard for me because I tend to have access to shitty internet and the, the game tends to lag a lot of times. A couple of times, most of my play my opponents complain that I'm taking too long and it's like, okay, I mean, the game just looks slow in general, you know, on, on tap. Things are taking too long. Like, I'm trying to make an action and it's taking long for the action to resolve. So, it's not me. It's literally the, 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 the connection of the game website. Which is more why I prefer to, yes, play in real life. It's more fun that way anyway. I love to feel the cards and this and that and the interaction. Plus, even the talking and even knowing who my opponent is. And being able to talk to them afterwards or before, you know, we play, you know, it's just so much better. And I understand. I still want the ability to be able to play online, you know, because of convenience and stuff. Especially if I could play people halfway, you know, across this you know, country or world. You know, online play is a must-have thing. It is definitely the future of, of, well, activities in general, but definitely card games. But <clears throat> I've been, you know, trying to make that a thing for years. That's why it's nice that... There's people, you know, uh, Discord have, you know, exists and people and untap and stuff like that. It's great that stuff like this already exists and some people are already putting forth the effort to make that a, you know, common thing, you know, online um, tournaments and stuff like that, which is great, which I definitely want to try to get on that. Um, especially, I'm, I'm currently in my old spot in my back cave. Soon I'll be in my, my new spot. Um, still moving. That reminds me that I'm supposed to still be packing some stuff right now while I'm talking. You know, multitasking. Trying to move stuff from one bag to another. And, um, you know. So when I'm in a new spot, I will start being able to, um, you know, do more Twitch streams. Um, some people have, you know, pointed out that they do want to see me play more. It's like, okay, I want to see me play more instead of talking about the game. Um, fair enough. I'll try to do that. I mean, I would like to play more than to talk. You know, I, I do like theory crafting. I do like sharing knowledge and information. But as much as I like doing that, I like to play more as well. I get it. Some people are visual learners. I understand. So I'll try to give y'all stuff y'all can watch and learn from. And that's one of the things I definitely want to be doing is teaching through my through my my gameplays you know the hell why is that empty um because even you know i'm a visual learner too you know i mean i can learn from listening to people play and talk about playing but i'm a visual learner too so i understand that people rather you know they want to see gameplay so i'll do my best to accommodate gameplay much as I can. Let's see. What else? To speed what else to speed things up? Um hmm. 
uh, attack order, right? Obviously, knowing how, how you're going to attack, you know, how you're going to, what, uh, you know, what you're going to do turn one, turn two, and the list goes on and on, right? You need to know that ahead of time. There shouldn't be, you know, it's your turn, you draw, and then you take long to charge. It shouldn't take that long to charge. You should already made that decision why it was your opponent's turn. Why was your opponent's turn? You should already know what you're going to charge. I tend to do that a lot when I play, is while it's my opponent's turn, I'm already thinking what I'm going to charge and what I'm going to play if I decide that I'm going to make. In case I have two plays I could make, I'm like, hmm, I could play my Raditz, Giant Force, or I could play uh, my two drop uh, Mudgeon Defire, East Supreme Cat, or my uh, Striving to Be Best Goku or something, keep one energy up for like, you know, my um, for a negate or something. Um, so, or just a 10k combo that requires an energy, something like that, right? So, you know, it depends, right? And it, it's largely depend on what my opponent does. If my opponent is, you know, is, is being aggressive, right? Being on the offense, then it's like, okay, I'm gonna have to try to be a little defensive because they're being on the offense. But if they're being more defensive than offensive, then I can be like, okay, then I'll play this this strategy instead. Since my opponent is putting up their, their defense, okay, I'm going to put up defense as well, right? Or if they're putting up their defense, I'm like, well, they're putting up their defense. That must mean they don't have much threat or they, they feel that, or they're just preparing for my threat. So I'm like, all right, cool. You're prepared for me to be on the offensive? Well, here you go. I'm on the offensive now. You know what I mean? But it depends. It depends what I what I, what I feel, right? Feelings, right? What I feel. If I feel that I should go on the offense, then I go on the offense. If not, not. Right? It depends. Because my opponent might be putting up a defense as a bluff, right? right? Or they're just putting it up there as a just in case, right? They're putting the defense up. And their, and, and their idea and their goal is to try to go on the offense the following turn. So they're just making sure that they have a defense. That the, they have the defense ready for when they go for their uh, kill turn, I guess. So if they don't succeed in winning on their uh, kill turn, <clears throat> their defense is already there. So they don't have to try to put their defense and swing for game in, in the same turn. right? Because they won't have enough energy to do both. So the turn prior to the turn in which they're going for game, they put up their defenses or put up the wall, whatever you want to call it. Then the next turn is when they're trying to go for game. I tend to do that. I tend to try to put up a defense first, you know, and then obviously survive that turn with the defense, use the defense to survive that turn. The next turn, try to go for game. And if I don't succeed, at least I already have my defense ready to row. So that's a simple thing that I do. Most other people do the same. So no surprise. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff that I'm saying it depends on what they're doing so if they put up their defense either they don't have much and you're they see you um, as a threat they see that you're in a winning position so they make they make they're preparing themselves for the clapback or they're preparing to uh, go for game so it's one of those two possibilities so then you have to make the decisions based off of that. So you have to figure out, are they putting up defense because they have no offense? Or are they putting up a defense 
because they do have an offense and they're getting ready to attack. They're ready to go for game. Right? That's important. You got to figure that out. That's where experience comes in, right? So if you play test, a lot of times you learn that. That's why we say play testing is not about your deck. It's not about fine-tuning your deck to make sure it's good and stuff like that. You could do that with just um, um, te doing test hands for consistency purposes. But you, you play test, not for matchups and whatnot. It's for you to ga gain the experience to be able to tell when your opponent's going to do something. I've made ma masterclass videos, right, where I talk about, you know, different aspects of the game that I've mastered. And, you know, that's why I call it masterclass. And one of the many videos I have is the ability to read your opponent's cards based off of their energy area. If you look at their energy area, you'll see cards in there, obviously, right? There's a high probability, because it tends to happen. A lot of us, this is something a lot of us do. Even I do this myself. A lot of times we charge stuff we have extra copies of, you know? So if I have like two Gaussian trunks in my hand, I don't play it, but let's say I did, I will charge one, right? Unless I'm trying, unless I don't want you to know that I have it, then I try not to charge it because I don't want you to know that I have it. But typically, if I have other cards that are more important to keep and I don't want to charge them, then I will charge the extra Gaussian trunks as an example. I've been in scenarios where I charge super combos when I do use them, do use them sometimes, obviously. Sorry. Um, it's because I have other cards that I find more valuable, more important. I need to keep the other cards more importantly, so I will charge a super combo. I think once I charged like an ultimate once. Don't remember which ultimate it was, but once I charged an ultimate. And it, and it happens. I mean, I've seen a couple of people charge ultimates. It's not like there's a, you know, rule in the game that says you can't do that. You can't charge a super combo or an ultimate or a guy sitting in trunks or whatever, right? You can charge whatever you want. <laughs> but I, I just know that there's certain players and within the player base that is essentially an unwritten rule per se. You know, don't charge super combos. Don't charge your ultimates. You know, that kind of stuff. There are some unwritten rules. And hey, please, you know, I clearly don't subscribe to those rules <laughs> um just like the, it's unwritten rule that every deck has to have a super combo apparently right but to me it's like no oh, but that's not a actual you know bandai rule so i can't play decks without them just like i could play decks without ultimates some people you know the unwritten rule gotta have one ultimate per deck no no you can have one ultimate per deck not you have to so that's but again unwritten rules in the community, please stay on. And I'm aware of the the you know the unwritten rules, right? But uh, I don't have to follow them, right? They're not actual rules, you know, actual official rules. They're just more player preferences and whatnot. Teach them, play what you want to play. <sighs> Ironically, to a certain degree, some leaders are considered, you know, are classified as, you know, um, um the the whole uh unwritten rule you know like soul striker for example when it comes to blue leader soul striker is the number one blue leader it's the best blue leader that's the unwritten rule <laughs> right where it's like nah just he's good he all right there's way there's way better leaders out there per my play style for me you know soul striker is great for uh new players um because it makes the game easier for them granted 
experienced players can play it too, and it makes the game easier for them. And there's nothing wrong with making the game easier for yourself and harder for your opponent. I'm all for that, obviously. That's a strategy. It just that it's not something I have to do all the time. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need Soul Striker. I'd be okay without Soul Striker. I can use any other blue leader. Because, yeah, I'm at that level. <laughs> if you want to call it level. I'm at that level where I don't need Soul Striker. I can use any other leader. <coughs> because the way I play, you know, I don't, I don't need that effect per se. But ironically, I did. That reminds me, I just got them in. I got two of my unisons. Let me grab them real quick. Majin Buu, Assault of the Agents of Destruction. Double Strike Blocker. So, what's ironic about him, the way I see him, you know, um, the way he plays out, is that he's, with a, with a blue leader, He's kind, he kind of makes it where any blue leader you play is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Soul Striker. Speaking of Soul Striker, right? This blue unison is pretty badass because of the fact that it, it essentially makes it, uh, if you're playing a blue leader, you essentially have Soul Striker. Technically, Soul Strike on the front side, as opposed to the back side, right? Because it has the active main where you draw a card, and then start your opponent's next turn, um, next main phase. You switch this card to active mode if your leader card is blue, and switch uh, one of your mono blue energy to active mode, right? Now, I don't know if I'm, if you, and if your leader card is blue, switch your energy. So okay. So even if you're not using a blue leader, you can still draw and switch him to active mode. The untapping blue energy is only if you have a blue leader. So with a blue leader, this be he becomes this you know essentially becomes a pseudo soul striker. So I like I like that I like that concept. Right? That's what I'm trying to say. I like the concept. So obviously, if you use this with soul striker, you're you're untapping three energies every turn. Got it. That is pretty badass, right? So I definitely recommend this in Soul Striker for those who play Soul Striker. I do own Soul Striker. I just don't um, play him. Um, I use SS3 Goku with my other blue deck and Zamasu, which is my other blue deck. So those are my two main real life um, blue decks. But I, but I do have other leader blue leaders. You know, if I was if I wanted to, I could always play um, Soul Striker. Yeah, duh, right. <laughs> but um, SS4 uh, um, Vegeta gives a ramp. And Bar um, Goku Black is another blue leader I like to do because of, uh, use because of ramp. Um, so I do have blue leaders of ramp, or at least help me manipulate energy. So I have those. And then I just have a lot of other blue leaders that do other cool things, right? Depending on what I want to use them for. Um, so I'm also kind of considering ramp in a way because of his ability to stall. Like when he wake, you know, the, the fact that I can awaken and turn my life into, I mean, my deck into life so I can stall. I can get to turn six and seven and eight, right? Um, just by, you know, surviving long enough to be able to do that somewhat. It's ramp in a way. Because to me, in general, the term ramp is more of just guaranteeing that you can get to a certain point where you can play something that costs a lot. That's what I consider to be ramp. Not necessarily playing more energy. Obviously, that's a typical form of ramp, but just to me in general, just the concept is like, I'm just trying to get to a certain point where I can play a certain card. So being able to play a six drop, a seven drop, an eight drop, a 10 drop, you know, any anything that can help me get to that point of doing that 
I consider it ramp. Um, that's why I even consider a sensor beam a, a ramp card. Um, I use it more to essentially ramp because the ability of untapping energy so that way I always technically have more energy than I already was using so I can make more plays. That to me is ramp. So being able to reuse energy is essentially ramp. So Soul Striker in a way is ramp. Just just the way I think. But um, yeah, the fact that this kind of acts a little bit like ramp per se, if we're going with that Soul Striker analogy, the whole untapping energy is really nice. The fact there's a blocker gives me the chance of, you know, staying in the game longer. And of course, it's minus uh, one ability to bottom deck one of my opponent's battle cards, um, you know, further helping me survive a turn, right? So I could potentially stop two attacks um, a turn with him and, you know, have an energy up so I could always negate um, or at least 10k combo with one energy or maybe do some rival play if I'm going that route. You know, options are options, right? And then the fact that he's a 20k uh, double strike puts in a lot of work. He's great against um, dealing with other unisons. Ironically, he's a out to himself because of his, you know, double strike capabilities. <sighs> Sorry. Double strike capabilities, and he's a 20k buy. So the fact that I could swing him into my opponent's Majin Buu and try to, you know, knock off markers since the Majin Buu doesn't have the ability to gain markers. This Majin Buu helps me counter my opponent playing Majin Buu, which is a plus. So I was like, damn, how can I deal with the Majin Buu? Majin Buu is so good. It's like, ah, using Majin Buu to beat Majin Buu. That's how. This, the, the faster I knock off the markers, the better. And I only need two swings to knock off all four markers, right? Um, what else? I'm saying... Um, but it's a good card, obviously. That's why most people have been using it. And now I got two of them. I'm waiting for the other two from another seller um, to come in. And today, you know, obviously, we be playing Dragon Ball Super in the afternoon, It hopefully. Um, and good thing I got these two. So, because, you know, I'm upgrading the Zamasu deck to incorporate these two. And I've been testing out the on untap the deck with the unison and the unison really really good definitely works with the leader very well it it does a lot it does a lot of stuff that i want to do with with the leader so you know it's great to finally be able to get it you know the, the unison got cheaper so that was nice that made it easier to you know get it and not you know i'm a budget player even though i could afford to pay you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars on on cards um i'd rather not I'm patient. I can wait. I'm not in a hurry. I can wait. I can substitute. I can use other cards that are cheaper until the cards I want to use get cheaper. Then when they get cheaper, I grab them. Just like I got a, a Zeno. Sell Zeno for 10 bucks Because I waited long enough, right? <laughs> Instead of buying it and trying to buy the original for how much it cost originally, I just wait until it got reprinted and then buy the reprint. Still waiting to get a baby hatch yak. Um, um, right now, he's like 100 and something, so like I I could next week if I feel like it, just scoop them up. I already have other things I'm going to buy this week, so that's why I'm not thinking about buying them this week. But I could, if I want, buy them next week. Should check to see if he if he dropped under 100 bucks. You know, scoop them up. I've scooped up a lot of other ultimates, so I've been I've been collecting ultimates, been been buying up some ultimates here and there because they've been dropping under 100 bucks. So I've just been scooping them up. So that way, you know. 
if I need them for a deck, then I have them, right? And, I, and I've gotten some really, really good um, ultimates. Like, they're generically good where I could just use them with, like, multiple different decks. So it's always good to grab the generic units and that you can use with any decks that way. If I, if, I, if I want to put an ultimate in a deck, I can. And I have a nice generic one I could put in all of them. Right? Besides my um, line, uh, Heron's Lineage, that was one of the, um, obviously, generic unit, uh, um, ultimates that I bought. A while back <coughs> sorry but now i'm getting some you know specific color base you know ultimates that work within certain colors or they're generic enough that you can use them with any um leader i got me the i think it's gogeta it's a 10 drop gogeta um ultimate that if you have five um mono color and they're all the same color um, energy then you can play it for five or something like that with this active main and it does a whole bunch of awesome awesome shit so that's a really good ultimate i could just splash in any deck so that keep so that's awesome um also I even have frieza's army reborn i have that in my boma deck um but i would like to have the goku and frieza ultimate still waiting for that to drop in price so i can scoop that up um would like to have that one that's a nice nice burn burn based finisher but the freezer you know ain't bad it ain't bad a bad card it's just that I, i'd rather have something that burns i do still want that red drop um go hanks unison um ultimate i would like to, to get that still waiting for that to drop under 200 um just because i just because i can afford to spend 200 plus on a card doesn't mean i I should, right? If I if I can get it for less, then I'll get it for less. If I can't get it for less, then yeah, I'll fork over the money. But if I can get it for less just by being patient and waiting, then I'll patiently wait. Right now, I'm mainly playing blue. I got my Hatchyak deck and Boma deck, so <clears throat> those are the main decks I'm playing or have to play. I mean, I do have a couple other decks that I could play, but I'm not in a hurry. I don't need those uh, cards for competitive play. At the moment so i can wait um, but i definitely need to get these blue unisons because they're really really good especially for competitive play so this you know like i said helps make the game easier for me right it it does a lot of things i want to do it helps out with certain things again it's just about speeding things up making things faster too many people are trying to do the most and a lot of times some people don't even i'm gonna say some players just don't know how to really play the game, right? They'll, they'll just play it at the most basic level, as in, oh, look, this new archetype came out, and, and these are all the cards that comes in that archetype. So I'm going to get them all, sleeve them up, and bang, now I have that archetype. I have that deck. And then that's all they'll play. So if it comes, so if the archetype comes with a one-drop that look at the top 10 cards of your deck and add such and such, then they'll play it. Even though, and they'll play competitively, right? So they'll they'll get that archetype, sleeve it up, play test, and then go to a tournament. And the funny thing is, a lot of times when they play test is on untapped, and since untapped doesn't have a timer, which I wish it did, it should incorporate that. By the way, since they don't have a timer, you'll have people literally playing for like an hour or an hour and a half. Like matches will take so long. 
especially if the internet's slow plus the decks are slow, right? That <laughs> you'll you'll be there for like 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 almost an hour, and that's just game one. Imagine spending forty five minutes on game one, just game one. That's a problem, right? That's a problem. Just game one it shouldn't take that long. It shouldn't take longer than fifteen minutes, you know, per 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 game. So you should be able to do best two out of three within forty five minutes, or at least an hour, right? Even if it takes like what twenty minutes per game, within an hour you should be able to play three games with your opponent. Best two out of three, right? So, one thing I noticed when I was playing at the event that, well, my first game was did take long. Like we ended up um, going into time. Um, but I was in a winning position, so I ended up winning. But part of it that I noticed was uh, we were talking a lot while we were playing, so we were having a lot of fun. So. We kind of was playing that game, that match, more casually because we were talking and playing and stuff. So we weren't like hyper-focused and hyper-competitive, right, in the match. And I noticed that it's like, oh, shit, we're running out of time. And, you know, we need to, you know, talk less, play more, right? So I pointed that out. And I do have the gameplay recorder. I have to just edit it and put it in cards and stuff like that and upload it soon so i just finished uploading part game two of the of my th of the third round match i had because i didn't record the, the second round match um i wish i did just because it'd be nice to have all three rounds because it was only a three round event so it would be nice to have all my matches for all three rounds but I, I only got round one and round three so round two i didn't get to record um ironically that match didn't last too long it was a pretty quick match um, it was definitely a one-sided battle, but it still would have been nice to have it recorded. But round one and round three, a lot of back and forth, you know. Um, so it's it definitely definitely is more entertaining um, those two rounds. So you'll get to see that soon enough once I edit and upload the round one. Um, Round three was was extra nice of a battle because the person uh, recognized me. <laughs> they recognized me, took a picture with me and stuff like that. So that was pretty nice. You know, after he asked to take a picture, and we took a picture after my round one um, game. Um, I was thinking like, man, it'd be crazy. We end up playing against each other um, in the game, you know, in the event. And lo and behold, we did end up playing against each other. So that was nice. Uh, and we ended up playing round three. So let's see. So I won round one. I lost round two and three. Round three was very close. I was very close. It was a very close game. You know, it, I was very close. You know, it could, it could have been one of two things. It could have been a tie or, you know, we would have went into round three and, I mean, um, game three and... It could have gone either way, you know what I mean? So, it was a really fun match. Anything could have happened. So, let's see. Because I misplayed um, game one badly, so that cost me the game. Um, yeah, game one in round three. I, play, uh, I played into a Gasoline Trunks. <laughs> so, I played myself. That was my misplay. 
and you know, of course, knowledge is power, so I'm going to remember to not do that again. Um, to be careful, pay attention to my opponent um, board, make sure that if they don't have a blue unison, um, let's see. Um, but I definitely played better in game two. It was very, very, very close. So, so close. <laughs> um, I did play uh, Android 17 turns ties twice on my opponent, so that was a thing. <laughs> so I, I pulled off my wing con twice. And twice I was not able to finish off my opponent. But even my opponent admitted that if they didn't draw their Gohan, um, they would have, I would, I would have, I would have had game, um, but they did the Gohan and, you know, I wasn't able to survive the, that turn when he dropped Gohan. So I had, so, you know, I didn't get the extra turn to go for game. Uh, let's see. Cause I decked out, obviously. Um, but of course I'm trying to incorporate more, uh, effects that, Recycle my deck, you know, recycle the cards on there so I can have more life to, you know, reduce and prevent that. Because if I had enough cards, if I had the ability to put stuff back in my deck, um, other than 17 turn of ties, right, um, I would have, I uh, would have won that game because I would have had the extra turn necessary to go for game. So, and I learned a lot from that. One, ramp. Two, uh, play cards that put cards back in my deck. And and then that's it. And then I'll be good for the next time I'm in that situation where I, you know, I can make sure I don't deck out. And that's all it was. It's just making sure I don't deck out and ramp to my wing con, you know, sooner than later. So that way I can, you know, take full advantage of it. What else? Hopefully that uh, helps people, you know, get better, <laughs> right? At the game, it's like, if you're going to play competitively, play faster. As in not just making you know moves and decisions faster that's one way of course but also avoid playing cards to slow the game down that causes too many interactions that causes you to call for judge oh my god that is the worst when like something happens oh this person played this this person played that and then now you got called judge to see how it resolves it's like for all that you should have never played that y'all should have never done that if y'all got y'all got called judge for something there's a problem right there's a problem i'd rather you make the game simple enough. Make the game hard for your opponent. Make it difficult for them to beat you. But don't make the game in, in, in general itself harder to complete. You, wanna, you want the whole game to play nice and smooth from beginning to the end. You want it from beginning to the end for the game to play out nice and smooth in a specific order. And the game ends when you want it to end, right? Which should be you winning, right? Obviously. That's why it's important to have a win con. You shouldn't be trying to win by luck. You should be winning because you chose to win and you play on a strategy that guarantees you win as long as you pull off the strategy. I know it's a lot of people don't have win cons. They'll have a really good, you know, like boss monster, right? They'll have a really good strong card that they want to play. And it's like, okay, this is my win con if I, you know, if, if I, if my attacks go through. But it's like, yeah, but that's the thing. That's if. That's, that's, that's not guaranteed. That's if. If you're win con right your your battle card that you play that you want to win with had the ability to kind of pretty much guarantee you to win then it's a truly a win con but if it's just something that oh you have to attack to try to win 
It could deal a lot of damage, yes. It's 30k triple attack. I mean, triple strike. And it could attack twice. That's potential, say that. Potential, not guarantee. Potential. Your opponent could always negate, block, out combo, right? Or they could take one attack, right? Take three damage from one hit, and then stop the second one. Boom, they survived. So it's not much of a win con if they can interact with it. You want a win con that's hard for your opponent to interact with. Remember, the idea is to make the game harder for your opponent, not easier. Your opponent should not be able to God seal trunks your win con. Your win con better have deflect or it better be a unison or it better be the leader itself. That's what you need to think. That's what I think when I play. I'm always looking for a battle card with deflect, right? A unison or a leader that I can use as a win con. And try to have all three in the deck. Try to have my leader as a win con. Try to have my unison as a win con. Or a unison as a win con. And try to have my one of the, my battle cards or multiple battle cards as my win con. And make sure that the flex of Gaussian Trunks is not a factor. Right? Having barrier also comes in handy. So I don't have to worry about uh, Charismatic and Frieza. Right? The idea is to try to avoid these things being a problem. So that way, when you play your win con, it should hit the field and it should put in the work that you need, which is to win you the game. That's why you call it a win con and not just a freaking card. Right? Not just a freaking battle card that just so happens to be in your deck. It's your win con. It's the reason you win. It's the reason you should be winning is because of that card. So make sure you pick the right win con. You make sure you, you succeed in using it and get your W's that you chose to get because you chose that card as your win con. And that'll be the end of the podcast.